Well, hello, Jackass listener. Jay here. Before we get into today's episode of Jackass, just wanted to give you a heads up that this episode has some audio glitches out of the gate. It stops at about the 20-minute mark and is good for the rest of the show, but out of the gate, things were a little rocky. It's not too bad, but you're going to notice occasionally there is some dropouts of the audio between uh, between words. It's still very listenable, but we'll have it fixed up for next time. We apologize for the inconvenience, but without any further ado, here it is. Season 2, Episode 7 of Jackass, the TV show, starts right now. The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We're just three fans of the show reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. Today we are doing episodes. <laughs> I am a robot. <laughs> All right, guys. Sorry. We're doing episode seven of season two today. It took place on April 1st of the year 2001. Ooh, boy. Oh, let me guess. Your fun fact is going to be an April Fool's joke. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Dude, like, fuck off. I don't have I any do. backup plan. I, do I don't, I don't I do have it. a backup plan. So there we go. Skip that segment for the day. Oh, we're Thanks, not even getting the fun fact? <laughs> fuck. That, my fun fact was going to be an April Fool's joke. And I, I was just going to make it up well, as man. I went along, to be completely honest. I still want to hear it. I don't even have Chris, one. Get, I was well, just going to make it up for us. What the fuck are you doing here if you don't have well, one? Jesus. And have you ever heard of the town of Burning San Diego? Uh, uh, no, Chris, no. I haven't. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, there was actually a massacre at a public school. You had oh, the teacher, a male teacher, so this was who a bad had got idea. caught having sex with a female teacher. I wasn't going to go okay. student. Yeah. But then okay. the students were really uh-huh. upset, and they were actually doing a cult ritualistic ceremony, and they slaughtered both of the teachers and bathed in okay. their blood. Okay. I, all right. April uh, I do have some follow-up questions. <laughs> Welcome to Jackass. Welcome, Welcome to Jackass. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a little heavy. I like it. That was a, a good story. Yeah. That was almost as tragic the as, the, uh, as the Michael Schumacher story that you told in like episode one. Do not one. even say Michael Schumacher. That hurts too much. <laughs> I think I would have learned my lesson by now. But uh, hey, welcome to another episode of Jackass. Chris, this is season two, episode <laughs> is Schumacher seven. is his name. Like, do you think his dad was a shoemaker? <laughs> like, like, you know how Yes. They, or his family oh, was. Oh, really? Yeah, no, that's why you have those yeah, names. Like, like if you're, now. if you're, if you're like John Smith, then your dad was probably a Smith. So is Benedict Cumberbatch's name because he's got his family had Cumberbatch? <laughs> yeah, but it's like a, it's like one of those inside jokes. Like they didn't know that someone came on their back, and then everyone's making fun of them behind their back, like a kick me sign oh, made hey, out of cum. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ooh. now listen. Pre pre uh, adhesives like Elmer's glue. Uh, yeah, that was a pretty good adhesive to uh, to throw on someone's back there when they were <laughs> wow. looking. Oh, well played, sir. Well played. Well, hello, guys. My name is Johnny Knoxville. Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. One more time, Johnny Knoxville. 
Hello, I'm Johnny Nashville. You know, I think this dude got it right the second time. I think he just has a bit of an accent, so maybe I don't know. Leave the poor guy alone. He's trying. He he gave it. He gave it a plus for effort. I think he was saying. I think he was saying Nashville the whole time. <laughs> And, and no matter, cause at one point they're literally like not Nashville, it's Knoxville. He's like, all right, I'm Johnny Nashville. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 literally the only thing you need to change is don't say Nash. And he's like, all right, Nashville. Yeah, it was close to like, lunchtime okay, and he was I really thinking about a hot chicken sandwich. <laughs> Ooh, man, I could go. Never had it was funny. Otherwise, 10 out of 10 for effort yeah. from this guy. Yeah, 10 out of 10 for effort, but, you know, the editing speaks otherwise because after the credits roll, the first thing we get Johnny Knoxville saying to the camera is that this sucks, as if our, our big daddy Johnny is just disappointed. But it's not uh, Mr. Knoxville or uh, Mr. Uh, what would we call him here? Uh, Nashville? Mr. Nashville. Nashville here that he's disappointed with. It's the bear cage that he's walking up to. Or no, wait, I'm, I'm ahead. Sorry, guys. My notes no, are no. way out this of is fucking the order here. Let's back that up. We'll get to the bear cage. That's a good one. But Very yeah, he's, he's on the back ramp right up. now. Uh, this is the vert ramp out of the lake. They're getting a lot of use out of this fucking thing. Uh, Knoxville's on the top of it saying it's going to suck. And I think the funny part is that they, they have to throw in there. The fact that you don't skate is going to make this pretty shitty. Uh, get a quick pat on the bum bum from bam. And then he's off down the ramp and it's, it's an instant bail, but I got to give him, you know, credit for trying. That's for sure. Were you guys surprised at how much the crew and cast were cautioning Johnny against yeah. doing this like like he's he's done a lot of dumb shit and I understand like this could be dangerous but like even Johnny seemed way more nervous about doing this like all he's I, not all he's doing because yeah you can really hurt yourself and, and going down on a skate ramp is actually really difficult but uh, uh, he's about to do it you know in the same way that Tony Hawk would have done it leading up to the loop-de-loop -loop and things like that and he's shaking and he's also wearing a confederate helmet which is a little bit questionable uh, from back in the day um but it's it's just amazing to see how much uh hesitation he has and literally the cameraman i guess it would have been rick Cossack or something up there with him is like johnny i don't think i was you very do shocked this. like i was like whoa what am i yeah, missing you can here? hear the wind whistling as he's up there by himself it's pretty quiet pretty quiet i mean the, the one thing he yeah. had on his side yeah. and it makes a massive difference is that is a rolling and not like uh what do they call that? The coping or whatever at the top, like when you actually have to drop into a rail. So as long as yeah, like if someone like pushes you and you just you keep a center of gravity, on, yeah. like you should be fine. Hence why he was able to make it yeah. down. If he had to drop in, as it's like that's a whole level of commitment that if you don't know what you're doing, it's a lot sketchier. But even still, I was definitely shocked at how nervous everyone was for it. I was really excited when I saw him so nervous. You don't see Johnny that shaky too often. Yeah. You definitely do not. I know. But hey, for those of us who do not skate, don't worry. We brought the horse. Chief Roberts is back again. And get back on that horse <laughs> he is. Guys, wasn't uh, it really nice seeing Chief Roberts? Oh, it hey, was. Hey, it's a welcome sight to see Chief Roberts. I love Pontius, right? But uh, hey. Oh, hey. What? Well done. Speaking of horses. Well, he said, oh, hey. God damn it. I thought you meant that he had a horse cost. Horses. Is that... If we... If, does, you, no. if you bring up horses on this podcast, do we get a cool interstitial... Uh, or does that? Horse oh, is this is this my, my, my horse cast draw from? That's that's an inside joke. If if you don't listen to the retrograde pod, even if you do listen to the retrograde podcast, my other podcast, uh, uh, you still probably don't understand what the horse cast drop is, and yet we do it on just about every episode. So, uh, good luck, 
catching up if you haven't yet. <laughs> anyway, uh, Eric Payne is here. We've got a whole cast of characters. Eric Payne, Steve-O, uh, fucking Pontius, Wee Man, England. But the cool thing that I like how they set this up is like everybody's got a different means of transportation here. We've got scooters, yes. Steve-O yes. on the red wagon, which he's really fucking nervous about, which is funny. He just goes Why right off the that? ramp. That seems like the most reasonable one to go down, like the safest one to go down on. I have a question for you guys. So I, I love that, Jay. You're right. There's like there you got the the the, the skateboards. You got homemade uh, roller skates that Dave England Those goes down on. You've got the 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 hobby horse. Oh. Yeah, so which, and we even you, see the uh, human bicycle tricycle again, uh, yes, which a couple yes. episodes back. Yes, yeah. another Dave England special. Yeah, I I want to ask you guys because I was excited with all the different options that you have. You can either take from the menu of ones that we saw or bring <laughs> your own object. What are you taking down the ramp? Ooh. Or a skateboard or a scooter for sure. Oh, oh really? Oh, see, that's bold. But yeah, skateboard, like, I, I can do that do. on a skateboard, yeah. no problem. What about you, Jay? Even even now, I think I could. Oh, I can do that on a skateboard, no problem. But you, you know, know what the least one? Oh, sorry, Jay. If no, I was just saying you get like if you just set up a fucking a slip and slide on that motherfucker and just took I would ride the fuck out of Preston down that thing. That would be awesome. It would be amazing. Actually, can I say? Can I change my answer to sleeping bag? I'm gonna go sleeping bag. That's a good one. Just oil it up. And I just shove right off there. Yeah. Like no binding, I, like roller skate, just platforms is by far the sketchiest. Oh. Sketchy as fuck. Those things. Who yeah, do you, who do you guys think won the do, 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 biggest slam? Biggest slam. Biggest oh, slam. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good. Um, in terms of falls, I mean, I guess Steve-O technically, because he he was in a he was in the uh the the uh the thong and he just scraped up his old side. So maybe I'm wrong about the red wagon. I think maybe that thing's more dangerous than we realized. I think it's because he went off yeah. the edge of the ramp, right? He has a huge yes. like ass yeah. bruise afterwards. Um so yeah, I I think like if he would have if he would have just went straight off the ramp, he probably would have been fine, but I think it's cause he landed on, you know, metal hard yeah, ground. So, took yeah. it. I, I'd be going down on the uh, on I'd be I'd be going down on the oh, uh, the tricycle. Give you I an opportunity to say your answer. The human tricycle. The the, the human tricycle. Yeah, human would tricycle. You, would no, you no, feel I was just more comfortable there because honestly, I didn't think the this is question, Mikey, on the human tricycle? Would you feel more like like locked in, like you had a seatbelt if your penis was inserted into the butt of the other part of the human tricycle? It's like a safety like lock. You oh, know man. what I mean? I was gonna say the same <laughs> thing. Great minds think alike. <laughs> buddy. How are you gonna say no, the same I, the thing? The funny thing is, I'm. Dude, the funny thing is I'm not even joking. Like I'm hundred percent I was thinking that. I was gonna make a joke about buckling in and all this stuff. Yeah. Tell me we're not both thinking about dicks and butts right now. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh man. That's awesome. Well, we spent we spent quite a bit of time on this one. Uh and, and you know what? So did the episode. So I don't feel so bad taking our time with it. But uh, you wanna hop into a rating on this one? I do. Uh Chris, why don't you why don't you light us off? I loved it. It's it's something simple. You just had so many different options, so many people involved, so much fun, so much laughs. It was just like a fun day at the park with the boys. And just the fact that they would find every different option, it just brought that up to me. This is a this is a nine out of ten for me. There wasn't anything extravagant, but I loved I had so much fun. And that's what it matters. I, I like that. Uh, yeah, I like that. I'll, I'll I'll jump in on there because I, I'm not quite as high as you. Uh it didn't have quite the 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 communicative element of it like there weren't people talking but i loved the camaraderie similar to you know like we talked out in the jackass movie uh with the paper clips and and the uh, the muscle stimulator i'm going with a, a seven and a half on this one and it's a high seven and a half like i feel like it could almost nice. be higher 
Yeah, I think uh, buckle me in for this one, boys, because I'm going to go with... Now, Let <laughs> bear with me here. I'm going to go with a six, but bonus point for Pontius in the inflatable chair because that was just brilliant. Inflatable chair on a skateboard, loved it. And then if oh, Bam yeah. sticks this next landing great. off the skateboard into the inflatable tube in the lake, let's find out. What are you going to do? I'm going to try to make it in the hole. He sticks it. Extra point. We're going with 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10, man. (laughs) Yeah, Jay. I was like let down with you for a second. So fucking impressive. That was so impressive when uh, when he he hit that landing, man. Bam! Every so often you're just like, oh right, he's an insanely talented skateboarder. Who 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 for, who forgot? I did. Oh Jay, glad you turned that around. I was about to tie you down and piss in your mouth. Good thing you you know bumped it up at the last minute there. Hundred percent. Because I I, I got a full bladder, says Chris. I wasn't gonna uh, I wasn't gonna. Put I don't, in your I, mouth. I don't know why. I wasn't gonna give you that satisfaction. Yeah, I no, I know, right? I, I don't know why I picked you either. I was gonna say I could have picked Mikey, but. I, for some reason, I just I was looking at you drinking that whiskey there, and I'm thinking I'm usually better hydrated. Yeah. He's ready to go. Uh, speaking of being ready to go, uh, a dog named Dave England has a sexy, sexy time with a skateboard. Looks like fun. That's all I got to say about that. And I we're on the from that. Honestly, what? It just grossed me the fuck out for it? some reason. I don't know why. I literally almost peeped. <laughs> but anyway, from the dog fucking the skateboard. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't like it at all. It really bothered me. <laughs> I don't know why. I've seen worse things. It just really got under my skin. But anyway, were you thinking about that uh, Red Rocket episode of South Park? You know, oh Red Rocket. Oh my god, Red the Red. Don't even say oh, that. Yeah. That's so gross. My buddy used to do Am that. Am I making it? Work? What? With his fucking Whoa. dog. Yeah. Ugh. It's supposed to be satire. <sighs> You're not actually supposed to go and do that. Yeah, I was gonna all say. Right. Well. What do you got? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Uh, Big Wheel Craze Part Two is back up on screen. I gotta say, I didn't even know we needed a Part Two for this. If I'm being honest, I felt like Part One wasn't anything too special. And if you want to compare the two, I think Part One was actually better between the two. Uh, but yeah, they're just hitting jumps at the old park, big jumps, big bumps. Uh, I'd say the only thing I'd say about this is that my balls were blue just watching this because Big Wheels make me want to (laughs) come. Yeah, because you didn't come. I, was gonna say, I, I actually <laughs> thought this was like the best I've seen of these little things for a while. I just had fun. Maybe I've just been in a good mood when I was watching this episode, but I just, it was like similar to the last one. It just had a good vibe for me. And I really liked the uh, soundtrack music. It was pretty cool too. Some punk yeah. music. I wish I knew the name I of the agree. song. I agree. That part was good. A punk song that's literally talking about big wheels, which I was like, where do you find this song? How does that, how do you, how does there exist a punk song about big wheels? I was hoping Jay, Jay would know because he's pretty big into the punk yeah. music. So I was kind of actually throwing it out there hoping he would, uh, I've already had the song title, but whatever. No, I didn't look didn't look that one up, but I I I dig it. It was good. It was good. That's the only good thing was, about this, was, I would okay. say. I- I I, th- I think this is this one kind of teeters on the edge of interstitial and and main stunt. I I think if you look at it as an interstitial, it is a bit more fun. I think they could have shaved maybe 15, 20 seconds off of it, and it would have landed a bit better. Unlike Aaron on his uh, big wheel, but uh, but I don't think we need to give this one a review. Uh, there's not too much to say about it apart from it just being a little bit exciting, but not very funny. Uh, Dave and Aaron. Do those guys have kids? Either of them have kids? I think someone <laughs> probably all those stuff. Yeah, Dave they do. Does. It's a fucking miracle. Danger Aaron. Uh, no, Danger Aaron uh, was on Steve O's podcast and announced that his wife was pregnant. And that would have been. Yeah. 
That's right. Yo, imagine yeah. w- imagine growing up watching your dad do this shit. Oh my god! <laughs> like, imagine your dad was David. How do you respect your dad when he's Dave England? You're like with oh. the most respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be more worried about Aaron. Honestly, Aaron McGahey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just no be offense, thankful Aaron. that I wasn't in that fucking baby stroller on the bike when he's falling all the time. Oh, yeah, I'd be like, you know, hey, thanks I, for leaving I fucking me love that, Aaron, by the way. He's, he's totally fine. It's just, you know, I, if I had to do the yellow snow cone, I think I'd never want anyone to see that. I Oof. would not want that seeing the light of day is all I'm saying. But, but hey, they put it in the movie, so there you That's go. True. Uh, That's Knoxville, true. Knoxville, now here we go. This is what I was talking about early, boys. He's walking up to the bear cage, and oh, shit, he says, what's his name? This is Bam Bam the Bear, and uh, he's about to wrestle with uh, Bam Bam the Bear, but not before donning his own bear costume, which I think is fitting because, you know, uh, I guess bears only wrestle their own own people. It's a code of honor. You, have, you must understand if you want to get in the cage, you got to be one of them. Uh <laughs> They bow as well. It's like a really formal thing that they do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love when Johnny asks, if I grab his bear cock, do you think he'd be upset? Uh, apparently they do go for the goods too, bears. So watch out, Johnny. It's going to be rough. Uh, what did you guys think about this? What did you picture before he went in the cage that bear wrestling would look like? Because for me personally, when I watched this, I didn't think it was going to be this. It's kind of just like, uh, it's kind of like those, those pornos where the, where the big lady steps on the other guy. What do you guys think? (laughs) I I think honestly, honestly, it was kind of, it was kind of, uh, 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 much more lame than I expected. And I think to their credit, they just had a good idea and didn't realize how dangerous bears actually fucking are. Like you can't wrestle the bear. The bear is so much bigger and so much stronger than you. It's just, not possible uh especially if the bear hasn't been trained to wrestle humans you know what i mean like johnny goes in there doing his be- his best to habib Nurmagomedov impression and like thinks he's going to wrestle a bear to the ground but like just tosses on the thing and and you can tell the costume is basically there to protect him from bites similar to what they did in uh in pontius when he was getting chased by the police dogs so once he gets in there and they're like johnny you gotta move get up and wrestle he's like i can't get off my back and it makes sense when you see it the bear is is just a solid few hundred pounds of muscle like of course there's not going to be much going on there i think that um what i'm curious about is the bear is trained by humans and it, very credit to the, the this may be one of the best trainers we've seen on jackass yes. yet because he was yeah. like responding to verbal cues and stuff like that when to get off when to do that but i was worried that dressing like a bear or an awkward looking bear would actually throw the bear off out of its comfort zone and maybe not recognize True. that uh usually when they use bears and training things and like you see in movies and stuff the bears you'll notice if you pay attention they don't have teeth they don't have their claws there's a lot of like the bears in in a lot of movies when they do that big like growl thing you actually see they don't have the teeth i this this one's like very sketchy and could go wrong very quickly um it it was it it was anticlimactic but it also was good because it showed the reality of like what a bear really can do you don't fucking stand a chance so i i don't know it's i mixed emotions about this but it was it was entertaining and interesting to me at least yeah it feels it feels like the kind of uh, like every so often jackass stumbles upon a stunt a stunt that's actually too dangerous to be good you know what i mean like you want people to get a little bit hurt but you want them to have fun with it in this one johnny's like yeah he kept trying to break my neck and you see it and it's like yeah no the the bear was trying to break his neck like it it wasn't it wasn't you know him banging his knee or getting kicked in the nuts by a toddler this was like oh he could have lost a portion of his spine today you know this, like, that's this not good. Uh, whole sequence too 
it was slow, like you guys kind of alluded to. It's just a bear pretty much dominating Knoxville, so there's not a lot of movement happening. It kind of felt like, if for any of those wrestling fans out there, a wrestling match where the action is really slow, you got a guy just doing a headlock because he's already, he's already gassed out. So, uh, yeah. you know, the camera crew in the truck is like, oh, fuck, this is boring. We're losing the crowd. What do we do? Quick, cut to the audience. We get a cut in of a of a monkey watching from cage side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. You get, <laughs> it's like one of those typical oh audience God, reaction shots, so you know, cute. hand over the mouth, like, oh my god can you just believe he did that he looked so genuinely concerned yeah. i just fucking love that monkey i want him so bad he reminded me of uh spike from ace ventura too did you say ex- oh, yeah. excuse me but another did you say monkey you, lots of good monkeys out there did you say you wanted to fuck that monkey or did i i think mikey was talking and i i might have misheard I you heard it. all right well if you guys heard it then it's got to be true I, I th- I'm pretty sure. Have you guys sure ever seen the that- movie Virus? Like, isn't it? Isn't that how AIDS came around? Apparently, how someone fucked a monkey, some flight attendant or something. Honestly, he, that person said that that it was because he was cutting monkey meat and, yeah, and their yeah, blood okay, mixed. Yeah. But no, hey, you know, he was fucking yeah. a monkey. Let's let's be honest. We've all cut the monkey meat once in a while ourselves, haven't we? If you know what I mean. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I mean, that is the truest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> hey, let's give this a rating. Let's. Uh, let's uh, I I need to get through this quick because yeah, I got to. I gotta do some stuff unrelated to just what we were talking about a minute ago. Cutting monkeys, yeah. Uh, <laughs> to, to, to cutting monkey meats. I'll start. I'll start with this one. Uh, this one had some potential, but uh, ultimately fell flat. It. Uh, I'm gonna rate this one a uh, three ring circus out of ten. Okay. Don't know what that means, but uh, oh, three rings in the circus. Oh, because there's yeah. bears. Gotcha. Three rings in the circus. Okay. You, I forget you don't about know that. what that means. Um, what do you I'm mean? gonna go. <laughs> I, I appreciate the danger factor. You're not a fucking zoomer. You know what a circus is. <laughs> I actually do because <laughs> we had a our friend on the circus. But anyways, it's true. Um, I'm going five out of ten. Okay, five out of ten. All right, I, I'm probably going to stick a low, little lower on a four out of ten on that one. Uh, take some balls to do Ooh, it. But we got the uh, roller ramp special three, four, five. Let's have Johnny go off that on a skateboard. <laughs> By the way, guys, I've been working on some drops to throw in. Uh, I hope that one works. <laughs> we're, we're really going to get so we're going to get morning radio on your asses from now on. Oh, well, okay. uh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I got to tell you, Mikey, uh, I think I got to announce my retirement. That was. Oh, wow. This is the this. Was, please don't let this be the second no, dude, co-host I lose in a your week. Your drops are they're too good. I. Oh, they're too I don't good. think there's anything I could do in post that could surpass that and honestly i'm a little bit feeling a little self-conscious now uh i would be expected uh do you want to do you want to talk about the next one take a minute yeah i will uh listen uh, a lot of people look at the drops that i make and they uh they tell them well that took me for quite a wild ride just like uh you would get if you had a rope attached to your ankle which was then attached to a horse, uh, and it drags you through uh, the countryside where Johnny Talk Knoxville. Talk about a drop, am I right? <laughs> hey, horse cast, baby! There's another one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Jay doing his best uh, Tom Green impression there. I like it. Uh, we'll let we'll let Jay finish his laughter, Chris. What did you What did you think about this one? <laughs> I thought it sucked. Like, yeah, it, you know, there's there's different levels of things in and. What I'm thinking first, and I see this, is if if Heath Ledger could do it in A Knight's Tale, 
Why, why waste Johnny's talent on some of this? Give it to one of the bozos or one of like the, the guys that we don't even know who they are. This is just one of so the bozos. Do you write for the New York Post? Where are you finding your adjectives from? What I, I grew up watching bozos, bozos over there. Oh, okay. well, here's my where's my cigar when I say that. I don't know why I feel like I need a cigar to say that. Hey, but, uh, uh, what's with that? Is, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Chris. No, finish finish your thoughts, everybody. I lost train. I lost my train of thought. To be honest, thanks, Jim. Ah, God damn it. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Hopefully, it's worth it because all I was gonna say is uh, when when you said uh, a knight's tale, I started thinking what what was with that period where they made a bunch of blockbuster movies centered around like people becoming knights. Like you remember the Black Knight with Martin no, Lawrence? Oh, Martin yes. Lawrence. That movie was amazing. I love all those I movies. Feel, I feel like there was a lot of that going on. What, what what was with that? Was yeah, that it's the same as the Marvel movies now. It's just people found a shitty concept and decided that they actually fucking... Some people buy yeah. into it for some reason. And they're the just hammering the hell out of it. Extended canon. Yeah, I got you. If yeah, I didn't have people universe. hate me before calling Marvel movies shitty, I am definitely became the not-fan favorite. Yeah, you're 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 gonna lose a lot of friends there. Um, here, yeah. speaking of knights movies, um, I think it's just because whenever you see someone dressed in a suit of armor, you can't help but think... Uh, holy shit, I want to wear that right now. Where do I get a suit of armor? And I'm asking you guys, because is there ever going to be a point in our life when we get to wear a suit of armor? And if not, I'm going to feel fucking ripped off growing up as a kid. I thought at some point in my life, I'd get to put on a suit of armor. And the, the older I get, the, le- the less likely that seems. Once you have a kid, I'm sure you could like con, con the wife into spending the money on it to like impress your kid. <laughs> hopefully hopefully one day so maybe it is worth getting married at some point or another but uh <laughs> all for the suit of armor yeah, <laughs> all yeah you know take armor. it to the bedroom a little bit later for a little bit of hello my go. sire well listen a lot of a lot of uh, uh married people say my partner is my suit of armor i just i go out with that person and i feel like nothing can hurt me um but Who i don't you make- talking to everyone's divorced in this fucking world <laughs> that's fair <laughs> <laughs> you're living in fantasy land man no one gives a fuck about their partners anymore <laughs> So is that like you're going to like skin your significant other alive and wear them as a suit of armor? Well, that- look, I, I wouldn't be able to if she invested in a suit of armor. Good luck. I'm not getting through that. True. She's wearing it. True. I can't skin her. Some of the best logic I've ever heard. I'd like, to make I'd like to have a wedding reception where in the invitation it says bring your best suit and then in, in, uh, in brackets of armor. Yeah. So, you know, oh, that'd be great. I guarantee you some nerds of, have done that, which would be yeah. fantastic. I think we saw some of them in an earlier Jackass episode where Pontius uh, infiltrated. Yeah. Oh, dude, I was going to say, where did they get this guy riding the horse? Because full suit of armor. Maybe they went to the fucking Renaissance Fair, brought him back. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's the that's the knight that Pontius insulted, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude knows them. how to ride a horse. They skinned him alive. I think, I think we treat this one <laughs> kind of similar to the uh, to the, to the one with uh, the, the, the big wheel. I don't know that we need to give it a rating. It's kind of, uh, it's just very inconsequential. It, ha- it gives you a couple good clips. There's nothing really to it. Are you guys good with skipping past this one with no review? Yep. Jay had it written for the listener who obviously can't see this. Uh, uh, Jay had this one written down as one that we were going to review, and he just writes in the review sections under Mikey, fine, under Chris, fuck, and under Jason, it. Fine, fuck it. We won't Not important. <laughs> Not important. And you know what? Uh, you know what is important? 
representing the United Kingdom in style. This is Uh, Roller Bobby with Chris Pontius, and he's going to go and fight some crime. And what better way to start fighting crime than on the the metro and roller skates? That actually looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I would be a little worried about breaking my ankle, as we alluded to earlier in this episode, but it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, Pontius, of course, sporting this year's latest fashions, a (laughs) two-piece swimsuit with the British flag adorned on it. I think, boys, the queen must be sopping wet right now watching this. I do declare she would be. She's always wet. It's always raining in Britain anyway. Wow. But you know what? God damn it. You're too Uh, smart for sometimes, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) From the metro to directing traffic on the street, I got to say he does have the policeman's hat on, to be fair. So I think you're pretty much qualified to do it at that point. Um, (laughs) And this kind of goes off the rails quick because the next thing we see is, oh, look, he's now mooning restaurant patrons. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I just couldn't help but think this is like post Jackass Forever success, success high Pontius, where it's like headlines are reading former king of sex, Chris Pontius spotted exposing himself in the UK. You know, he's just going around screaming at the top of his lungs that this is all he has left. (laughs) In all fairness, don't you know who I am? In all fairness, he was stern. Stern but oh, fair. stern but fair. If you're watching yeah. on YouTube, Chris, uh, Chris is showing his T-shirt that he got based on the saying from the Gumball Rally. Uh, yes, no, that, that, that's exactly. But um, when he's asked, people are trying. They're trying to jaywalk, guys. They're breaking the law. And if it wasn't for Roller Bobby, I mean, he's not wrong. He's stern, but he's fair. He's fair. He's, he is, he's abiding by the rules. That's true. But, uh, <laughs> he, he 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 starts a little stop and frisk as well, stopping people on the street oh for God. no reason. <laughs> when when he he rolls by this like one kind of cuter girl and does this little shimmy and does his little laugh, like that would just melted my heart. It's just that and, is and Chris first, Pontius. At first, in, she was like not into it, and he won her over, like, and I was like, that that was awesome. That yeah. moment and him mooning the restaurant for some reason, the mooning the restaurant, I just fucking died. I loved it. It was so <laughs> funny to me. But yeah, apart from that, I don't know that there were too many other standout moments. He tries his hand at roller skating around like a. a skate park uh which it looks like the skate parks in london are pretty shit they're just kind of like little waves of cement like they i don't know why they don't have actual ramps or rails but you know whatever they want to do out there i'm not sure um and apart from that though it was kind of like they had an idea and didn't know how to make it anything like even from the start with him in the in the tube to going out on the street and 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 directing traffic. It was almost like, oh, fuck, this thing needs to have a hook. We don't have one. Let's try to imbue it with something funny quick. So he moons. <laughs> so he moons. Great yeah, exactly. moons, baby. Yeah, he, he, he might have been a little a little uh, little. Uh, what's the word? He might have been a little sauced up there, too. I don't know. He looked like he was having a pretty fucking good time, though. I'll tell you if there's I like that. If Sorry, there's one place you can get get away with mooning people, it's definitely England. Like they <laughs> yeah. whip out their fucking dicks at every fucking opportunity they can. They're just a fun, wild <laughs> okay. group of people. No one takes it personally. <laughs> Not sure if that's a statistical fact, but it with that, I will move I've been around to my them. rating. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna just give this one. <laughs> this is actually a lot of fun. I don't know why, because like there's really nothing to it, but I just enjoyed seeing it. Um, I'm actually gonna give it a seven. On this one, seven for Roller Bobby, and uh, I, I scored a little bit higher because that one chick in the restaurant looks like she's never seen an ass before. Her expression, yeah, yeah. she's kind of smiling. She's kind of like in awe of what she's seeing, but she's also a little little scared, maybe. She yeah. kind of just wants to go back to eating her dinner, but she can't look away. I felt for her. I, I identified with her in a strange way. I think we're all that that girl in the restaurant. I, I think she degree. wants to, to ditch. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think she wants to ditch the salad on her table and uh, toss a different salad, if you know what I mean, Ooh, after seeing that. Ooh, me too. Now, when you say toss a salad, yeah. I could just be going way off base here, but does that involve uh, a tongue and, and a butthole? Is that like a rimmer or... Yeah, it's eating yeah. ass. That's what tossing a salad okay. is. Explain is that to me. Have you ever tossed a salad with your tongue before? Because I have never done that before. A hundred Who's doing fucking, that? Dude, I'll do it after the fucking goddamn bar all sweaty and shit. I don't give a <laughs> fuck, man. I am ass eater. It is what it is. No. I mean like a, like a real salad. Like you get a Caesar for... You know, oh, I never actually tossed over for dinner. Salad. Are you with tossing tongue it? With or your utensils. Thanks for the the personal backstory, but I was asking about you know veg garden vegetables, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, both on a personal and uh, dietary <laughs> level, I toss my salads with a fork and spoon. Mm. See, okay, so I'm just saying it doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you think about it. That's Shouldn't it true. be like mushing the pudding or like fucking like you can think of some better fucking names and toss to- tossing the salad is way too mushing clean for pudding. this act. No, I think you just came up with it. That's perfect. I think it's mushing the pudding from now on. I don't think there's any going back now. Right? It's, and it, it's this kind of works that it was like this was an idea born of a, a sketch based in London because mushing the pudding sounds like something <laughs> that they would do out there. Well, um, I'm mash, gonna, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna give this a mash and one pie. Two mash. <laughs> I would I would give this one a five out of ten. Um, I think it could have been so much better. It had a couple moments to bring it up, but it just it just it just fell flat based on how much charisma Pontius could have brought to this. I think I'm going to six out of ten. Uh, if it was anybody other than Pontius, it would have been far less. But he just has that little charisma that just could make anything that's really nothing turn into something good. So f- six out of ten. Yep, true. Talk talk about a salad you wouldn't want to toss. This is Eddie's <laughs> Auto with Johnny Knoxville and his friend Dmitry Elyaskovich. And uh, Eddie Harvey is a friend of Johnny Knoxville's father for context here. He owns an auto shop. This is an old, old man. Don't know if he's still here with us today. He looked like he was, you know, Dude, he, he, he was died there, the, He died sure. the day after this sketch was filmed. That guy yes. was old as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> 100% a possibility. So we're in Knoxville, Tennessee, outside of Eddie's Auto Parts. Uh, the owner is a friend of my father's name, Eddie Harvey. He's got a really short temper, and we're going to send... Dimitri in there with a Russian accent to see how long it takes him to get hot. Basically, we're sending Dimitri in here with his heavy Russian accent. I don't know if that was put on or real, but he's he's just going to go in there and try to piss this guy off because he's notorious for having a short temper. So here's the thing, though, boys, before we jump in and talk about it, um, I kind of wrote down note by note what was happening here. How do we go through this? Because I want to paint the picture for the audience. I want to, I want to, it's funnier if you see it. This is one of those things that's difficult to talk about, but there's a lot of key things happening here. Um, I'm just going to highlight a few of them. And then I think we should just go into open discussion because when you see Eddie, when you first walk in, this is a hidden cam thing, by the way, Dimitri's wearing it. Um, and you've got Eddie front and center at the desk you kind of get the vibe that this could go very wrong. Like you're kind of worried that when is Eddie, how long is it going to take till he gets a little racist? You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just exactly, got that vibe. Exactly. Yeah. Given the circumstances. Uh, but he gets in there and he's asking him, you know, who is Eddie? I need help. You Eddie? Need your tape. No, I need help with uh, my car. She break. He, that, you want the mechanic? No, Eddie. That's Eddie. Eddie. Who's Eddie? You're Eddie? Mm-hmm. I need spark plug or something. And he's asking him if he wants a mechanic. He says, no, he wants Eddie. That's Eddie. You know, it's this general misunderstanding going on. Where it starts to get funny is that 
The unexpected happens. Eddie gives him a free spark plug to see if it'll fix the car. I didn't see that coming at all. I don't turns know if you out, guys did. Turns out Eddie is a great guy. <laughs> turns out he's not so bad after all. Uh, and then Dimitri starts to push the envelope a bit, asking him for more and more. I have rubles. You take rubles? I, I, bring, I bring you dollars. It's a, don't worry, he has rubles. He has rubles, yeah, people, yeah. he can pay. It takes a while to get Dimitri mad here. In fact, he actually exits the store to go talk to Johnny out in the car and say, he's not getting mad, what gives? Yeah. And from here, I don't know, I, I almost thought they weren't going to get it. What were you guys, like, what was going through your heads when you were watching this? I think that he, um, that Eddie just wanted absolutely nothing to do with this fucking guy, and that's why he actually gave him something for free. Like when you, when you walk into any business, have you ever seen someone postured up the way that Eddie was? He was just like, I don't give a fuck. Like he's just like trying to just have his day. He doesn't want to deal with shit. Like how do you run a business like that? He was I nice. Was he gave say, him free shit, but I don't think it was out of like niceness. I think it was just like, I would rather just give this guy something free to not have to deal with this fucking ruski bastard. That that's how it felt as well. It was like, like he's like, how dare you come to my store and try to buy something from me? Like, <laughs> what do you think I'm doing here? Why do you think I, I operate this place so that I have a sign with my name on it and I can talk to my other racist friend about people like you? Like, that's why I'm here. What, what, what are we doing here? And it, but, <laughs> but it does devolve into like a weird piece of performance art. Like it starts, like you said, Jay, with uh, with uh, who's Eddie, you're Eddie, blah, blah, blah. It starts like an Abbott and Costello sketch, like who's on first. And it ends up being like three fucking stooges where they've got a bat that they're trying to hit, hit Dimitri with and the bat's going from one person to another and they're shutting the door and they're poking it through. Too and slow. like, he, yeah, one guy puts his hand on it between his eyes and the guy tries to poke it or almost like, it's like, it's, it's so bizarre that I couldn't, it, this was like, it was like one of those weird apparitions, you know, when people talk about seeing ghosts and it's like, I couldn't stare directly at it, but I can see it if I were looking slightly away. It's like, I couldn't understand what I was watching when I was watching this. I had to just kind of like, like squint my eyes and, and, and just deal with it until it was over. And for, there was something that I really loved about it. It was just fun and so different. It was so unlike anything Jackass has done to this point. You know what I loved about it is, like all the credit to Dimitri. He knew how to improvise and play that. And he had some great, great one liners that weren't that were good enough that they're believable and not over the top. Like he just he really nailed it, to be honest. He yeah. took this from nothing into something. The fact that he had to go back in and try again just made it hilarious to me. Yeah. Yeah. Very you know, antagonistic in a good way. Yeah, totally. Dimitri here was very much um, old man Johnny Knoxville in the sketch where he steals the uh, Santa Claus on yes. his way yes. out of the store. Hundred yes. percent. Um, That's a great because, analogy. Yes, they don't get uh, Eddie mad initially, but when he goes back in, he's like, "Fuck it, I got to keep pushing this guy," and he does. <laughs> um, he he starts demanding gas. You probably out of gas. Okay, give me some gas. Well, you've been used to running a damn bicycle, riding a bicycle all the time. No, it's car. Hell, four wheels. In the car, you got to put gas in them. Okay, give me gas. Pound, one pound of gas. Gas don't come by the damn pound. It comes by the gallon. This is where I started getting scared that, okay, we didn't see racist Eddie before, but he's coming. He's yeah. coming. Uh, now the phone rings in the office before Eddie can say the next thing he had on his mind. <laughs> Dimitri answers the phone on behalf of Eddie. Eddie just hangs it up, and now you can see... I think you stepped over the line because Eddie comes out of the bat, uh, the back with a baseball bat, threatening to kill a Russian man in, in the auto shop. Yeah. Before so, he uh, even grabs a bat, he's like, I sue you, I sue you. 
how are you going to sue yeah. a, dead, a dead person can't sue anybody yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like oh my god this got dark real quick and i love it too even in the face of danger dimitri sensing he should leave soon attempts to take a couple of bar stools with him yeah yeah no i said i need shit no i need i take this chair damn it i need chair get the f- yeah i need chair i'm not i need chair you need start car i Give take bed it's it here's the difference here's the difference between um between the the stunt with old man johnny stealing things and and this one is the basic premise of the old man johnny one is he's going into a store to steal things i think the funniest thing about the, <laughs> the funniest thing about this one is that the two people in the store are probably so confused like what do you want from us why are you here <laughs> We gave you free parts. Like, fucking leave us alone. Just leave. We have nothing for you. Eddie has literally never threatened anyone in his life. And then up to this point, this man came in and just changed everything. It turns out the whole thing, the whole sketch was about (laughs) fixing a car. But it turns out the only thing that really needed to be fixed was Johnny's impression of old Eddie. Yeah. I agree. It was a sweet old yeah, we man. Yeah, ru- we ruined a good man that day. Uh, <laughs> we ruined it irreconcilably. Uh, do you guys want to give this one a, a rating out of 10? I don't know how we're going to do it, but, uh, yeah. but I'd, love to, I'd love to do that. Jay, you want to start us off? I, I would love to. I will, uh, I'll toss the salad first. As, <laughs> as uh, I can't imagine what that salad tastes like. That's probably like <laughs> old tobacco and... Uh, tobacco for sure. I don't so, know, a life of regret and missed child basketball games and so yeah. you guys think he it's not a good place to be smokes cigarettes with his ass and eats child basketball games with his ass <laughs> why does his ass taste like these things <laughs> you just imagine your dad in the stands with his pants down doing a face ventura <laughs> talking out of his ass. Game. can i ask Last you a son. few questions <laughs> get the rebounds the re- <laughs> that's old eddie real nice guy but a bit of a weirdo <laughs> Loves Russians. Uh, are you kidding me, ref? <laughs> that wasn't a foul. It's <laughs> bullshit. I just imagine a cigarette hanging out of there too, and it just makes the pictures. Like that. <laughs> That's why it tastes like that. Uh, Eddie's auto is a good sketch because there's layers, people. There's so many layers here. I like that it's a personal story too that Johnny actually knows this guy. So you're yeah. kind of wondering the whole time. It gets your mind going, you know, uh, just about what the interaction would be like if he knew Johnny was there, if he was the mastermind behind the whole thing. Right. I liked it. Had fun with it. Um, probably give this one a seven and a half out of 10. Chris, what about you? I was going to go seven and a half as well. It, it just, I, I, Dimitri saved the day, turned it into something. It was funny. It was weird. Uh, but they got they basically i love when they make something out of nothing so seven and a half yeah. for, for me is what i'm doing yeah i'm honestly even going higher than you this was fucking performance art this was like andy kaufman-esque i loved it i'm going with an eight and a half out of ten okay cool beautiful like <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. i thought you were gonna kick with me you little bitch <laughs> Bam is back up on the vert ramp at the lake. He's up high. They've got a box set up on top of the drop. So he's going to drop off the edge of the box down onto the vert ramp and straight down the ramp into the lake. Uh, successful. Looked good, too. Yeah, he should have flipped it, though. Oh, just never good enough for <laughs> yeah. you, is it? <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, boys. Speaking of the from the lake, we're going to head on over to the Fisherman's Wharf, which is not far away. And things are smelling a bit 
fishy. Ooh. I was expecting no, don't, something more creative don't. than that, but yeah, <laughs> me too. God, I disappointed myself with that one. Uh, Brandon you even Ryan took and some Bam. time with it too. <laughs> look, it's, it's look, dramatic pause. Yeah. If anybody knows a thing or two about disappointment, it's Brandon and his pirate impression, which has come back for the setup here. <laughs> Mikey, uh, please, I know you're not a fan of Brandon's impressions, so yeah. if you if you would, please, um, could you out-pirate Mr. Brandon right now and give us the setup? But keep in mind, if you fail, listener, you will instead hear Brandon's pirate in place of Mikey. Damn it. Mikey, Damn go it. ahead. Okay, okay. I were here on the fisherman's wharf and we've got one thing to do and that is one thing jumping in a pile of a million little things and those little things are fishes and let me tell you those little fishes don't smell too good and they are pretty pretty cold and I think this pirate is Irish I think I'm turning into Conor McGregor with this Irish pirate accent let's take to the fisherman's wharf and jump in there with the best of them you know I'd say uh Make make me a Krabby Patty because that was some uh, that was pretty fucking good. That was that was some good pirate right there. The other thing too is like is is what <laughs> you know Mikey like has his done thing or whatever, which he is getting over. I'll give him the credit. The way Dunn looked like this, like a sailor, is what Mikey fucking dreams to look like. Dude, I have a note. I have a note that says. <laughs> I have a note that says Ryan looks really good in this sketch. Oh wow. I didn't even Trying notice. Mikey or what? Right? Like that's like he Mikey's wearing a fucking, fucking poncho. No, no, he, he has the turtleneck and the nice little hat. Oh, shit. And the okay. peacoat. Yeah, yeah, he looks like that's he Mikey's looks... fucking dream is looking like like the elegant sailor. Not like in the yellow fucking, like not like the roughneck sailors, but like the elegant ones, like with a fucking yeah. pipe ready to yeah. roll. I was just thinking like Curious George, like the yellow raincoat. Oh, no, no, not quite. Yeah, those, no. And this is, uh, no, he looked good. He looked good until he looked absolutely fucking terrified and he looked so scared before doing everything in this sketch and that that made it kind of funny um i think that each of the payoffs like he starts off just by well getting pushed into uh, uh an open pile of what looks like an incredibly dangerous place on a boat to be pushed in where all these uh fish are being held in like 34 degrees water which is insane that would be super cold um and and super stinky as well why do i always do the jobs that make me smell real bad and then but he doesn't get a great reaction he gets pulled out and then he gets into like a little place where they dump the fish which is a cool impression or a cool cool idea but also the payoff just doesn't seem that great do you know what i mean like i i just i thought this one could have been a lot funnier if they maybe added some dramatic music or really played into the naval theme of it. The best part of this sketch was the the fishermen getting creative with the stunts, like like adding to it as well. I, I that that was kind of fun to me. But what did you guys did you guys like this one? It, it seemed like I thought when they pushed him in originally that that was where they were doing this thing, which clearly that wasn't the actual plan. So they pushed him in impromptu. He didn't expect to be pushed into there. I don't think neither did the people when the guy pulls him out and slaps his ass and pulls that him up funny. like that. The guy's got to howl out of that. But yeah, like you said, Mikey, there, there, there wasn't much to it other than the fact that it would have fucking sucked and been disgusting. And I would not want to be the person in that situation. Yeah. 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 I could see that. You, you definitely wouldn't want to be the, the guy getting, you know, covered in fish. I love when they uh, put him in that bin though. Mikey, you mentioned he gets like the fish waterfall. Yeah. Uh, they just pull this giant cartoon lever and then it's just fish. <laughs> like it's perfect. It's a great visual. I was almost thinking though, when they, when they pull that lever is, is a clip from Walker, Texas Ranger going to play. What? Does nobody get that reference? No, I don't think a single, I don't oh, think man. Walker, Texas Ranger gets that reference. All right. That, that's a bonus. That's a bonus. If anybody listening knows what that's from, 
uh, leave us a comment on uh, Twitter or Instagram at JackassPod. I'll leave it at that. Look it up. Yeah, I'm really gonna, get, gonna fucking you, expect to see a fucking response to that <laughs> one, Jay. Fuck. You, you, I, I don't know, Chris. You don't know the hey, Horse man. Eggs crew. They they followed us over from the retrograde, and, and they get every reference we throw at them. So they might. <laughs> All I'll tell you is that it involves a uh, a gingerly Irish man who's famous on television. That's all. Okay. That's Seamus from WBF. <laughs> no, I kind of wish though, because uh, yeah, that would be something. Oh, you said gingerly, like, not ginger. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, another thing I had a thought of here. I don't know if you guys thought the same. The first part of the stunt where they throw him in the uh, the you know the fish pool, yep. like Bam pushes him in, and he says, "I can't move my legs." I'm kind of wondering, like, what are the physics at play that when you're in a pit of fish, like, what's that gotta feel like? You know, you can't move around. The ground beneath you just like. It's got to be like a thousand tiny earthquakes, you know? I I, I bet it would feel similar. At a certain point, the fish just being packed in there probably feels so dense that it would be like buried in sand. I bet you that's a similar kind of feeling. I bet you're going to say similar to sex. I wouldn't know. Well, this has been the Jackass. Thank you for (laughs) joining us for season two, episode seven. See you next week. Well, speaking of abrupt endings, this sketch did have a very abrupt ending. It felt it felt like Ryan was like, no, sorry, I'm not doing anything. Let's just get out of here. And they literally ran out of the place. And then the this, this stunt ends. So with that, why don't we end this abruptly as well and give this one a rating? You guys good with that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay, why don't you start us off? Yeah. All right. Uh, so fish in a barrel. Uh, do you guys remember that dude? He was a European fellow who was famous on YouTube for a while. His video went viral about shooting fish in a barrel. No. He's like, I don't understand this euphemism. You put fish, so like, it's as easy. They say something about like putting cake in a barrel. He's like, so you put cake in a barrel and you shoot it. You remember that guy? What was that no. guy's name? No. Some, you guys aren't getting any of my references no. today. <laughs> Fuck me. Somebody it, remembers is it. Is that also from Walker, Texas Ranger? No, I doubt it. I doubt okay. it. Because Walker, Texas Ranger, that's like, I think that's some 1970s shit right there. Yeah. Pre, uh, pre, Pre-YouTube. Yeah. Speaking of uh, 1970s shit, let's give this a nice seven because I had fun with this one. It was, uh, it, it surprised me. I didn't think you'd get a lot out of this, but there was just something fun to seeing how well, I think what, here's what surprised me actually is how well Ryan Dunn took this. I was surprised. Because it really? sucks. Yeah, it sucks to have this happen to you. Like you'd be smelling like fish for fucking days. It doesn't matter if you hosed off afterwards, but right. like he seemed kind of playful about the whole thing and it mm. kind of made the stunt more enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. I want to go into my review, Chris. I, I usually I'd, I'd ask you to go first, but just just to answer that directly, uh, because I I had the exact opposite impression of Dunn. I thought that he oh, really was very. Yeah, really. (laughs) Because the every every time he was about to do a stunt, he was like really hesitant, which was funny. But then he didn't give the camera much. He was just kind of like, like afterwards when he's getting hosed off and everything. You know, even when he's down to his his underwear getting hosed off, he was just kind of like turning away from the camera, not doing much. He just felt sort of frustrated with me, and I was frustrated with what probably could have been a better sketch. Where are the fish guts? That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see more with the fish guts. You want to be you want to be a man. You get into fish guts. So this one I'm giving a five and a half out of ten. I really wanted more, didn't get it. And this one, it's not a Ryan Dunn thing. I think it's just overall what they did with it. Wow, I think like honestly, maybe for the first time, other than puke sketches, I'm giving this the lowest one with a four out of ten. Oh, didn't really have much yeah, for I, me. Like it was I also like cool. I appreciate that, yeah. it. I actually like Dunn in this. He's the one that actually brought it up, but there just really wasn't much to it. I, I'd like to see a little bit more. 
Okay, that's fair. Mm, you guys are kind of making me feel self-conscious about my score now. You fucking should be. Uh, you fucking loser. <laughs> do, do we all get one free April Fools in this episode? <laughs> change your or, score. Change I could just score. call April Fools. April Fools, and then uh, it really it was a one and a half. I thought I thought your I April Fools were going to be you get to fuck a teacher at a school before your students turn on you in a satanic ritual. That's mm. my April Fools joke. April Fools. Fuck your teacher. You did. You did. <laughs> underage, My teacher and yours. Sex. We're in different sides of the country. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrifice to the to the blood gods. April Fools. April Fools. Actually, Chris, I gotta ask you about that. The whole time you were, you know, fun facting that one. I was thinking, where does this guy get this stuff from? Like, really? Did you did you prepare that? Before Not at all. Time? I came up with it. I, was, I, I knew I was going to do an April Fool's prank, and I was just going to wing it, and then okay, it got dark real quick. I have really weird, somebody, really bad dreams. For somebody who's I was actually uh, tested into MK the MK Dawn thing, I was doing a lot of. They were making me do LSD. You know that whole MK Dawn. Uh, maybe not. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah it yeah. fucked with my and, whole and brain. I've, you know, murdered a bunch of people ever since. I don't really have compassion anymore. And April Fools! <laughs> <laughs> so th- we all just used our April Fools somewhere? Yeah. Fuck. I could have saved that for later. Man. <laughs> Man, guys, I don't know about you, but the new Mortal Kombat sounds fucking awesome. April Fools? <laughs> <laughs> Another, another, just another missed. We should probably just move on. I'm with Rab himself, and he's going to be biking his naked ass down the middle of High Street. Rab himself and Bam Margera riding uh, bikes down the street naked. Well, Bam's filming. He's not, he's not, uh, he's not in the, in, in the nude, but uh, Rab is doing it. And he looks pretty content. Like, I got to say, he's just doing it like, what? fuck it, I'm naked. I don't care who sees my, sees my dick and balls. He, he really, he's confident on that bike. I like that. I like. Rob I would have liked it a little guy. more if he took the seat off the bike first. Ooh, though, but <laughs> pulled, pulled a pulled a, a, a Mac. Uh, it's always sunny. A Mac. Yeah. yeah. And Rab is the only guy who likes being naked more than Chris Pontius, and I respect that because I can't imagine he's packing as much heat as Pontius is. And speaking of uh, speaking of uh, Pontius's wiener. I'd like that's something I'd like to beat on. Uh, Rick Kosick here is going to take a beating, though, demonstrating how we record a voiceover. This doesn't make any fucking sense, but he's putting a beanie over his eyes, and then a couple dudes just come in and start hitting him, pinching his nips. Uh, eventually, it escalates to the point that Ryan Dunn gets WWF attitude on his ass and hits him in the head with a garbage can, and that kind of felt like the moment of like, "Whoa, dude! Oh, so, oh come on, buddy! We we're all having fun here, and then you just took it too far." garbage can I, I didn't understand why they fucking like what What did this have to do with voiceover i didn't did you guys get the connection they were trying to make here? i was hoping you'd yeah, answer that because yeah you're the audio no, guy right but i have no idea they're basically they're basically trying to get it so that they like you know how we were talking in in the last episode about stilt stilt boxing where they have the sound effects going in and like the oof ah like they, that they kind of put they they feed into the sketch so that they don't have to like always have the actors coming back and and making the grunting themselves so it's like oh if we get just rick Cossack to make grunting noises then we can in post put that on the uh uh over top on other episodes but it, like that premise was very vague in this one and it didn't end up even being that good so yeah but the thing is that's not voiceover voiceover yeah, no. is uh is is chris doing denzel washington in season oh one episode I heard that, again. That's, <laughs> that was bad that was bad this- i was even ashamed of that one 
I, I don't know. Ooh, I had, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> look, I watched Training Day since then just to see how I how I measured up, and it was really bad. No, but what they're doing there is foley and like sound effects yes. and shit. That's, yeah. that's why I got confused. I'm like voiceover. What the fuck are they talking about? I'm reading too far into this. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> this is a little bit of a surprise ending, but believe it or not, we're at the end of the episode now. And here's the thing. I know already because we, we kind of mentioned this off mic that uh, we've seen this I see this differently than you two do, and that's totally fine. You're allowed to like whatever the fuck you like. I'm cool with it. But I did feel like this next one with Steve-O unicycling by the creek, uh, it, it felt like every other episode of Jackass just about, we have this huge final stunt that seems like they're always building up to something. And not that this was bad, but it felt more like one of the interstitials you'd have mm-hmm. mid-episode to me. So we're going to break it down and talk about why that feels that way and what everybody thinks. But uh, just to give you some context of what is happening here, Steve-O is on his unicycle by what looks like a creek. (laughs) Oh my God. He falls in and we see pretty quickly that that is not a creek. That's sewage. So as Chris would say, I'm about to climax. And then we get (laughs) Knoxville looking at the camera and saying, if you're going to be dumb, you better be tough. And now Chris is about to climax too because <laughs> cue the music, baby. If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough. Beautiful moment right here. Is this the first time they played this song, or it's got? I think it must be. But it's a staple of Jackass. You think of Jackass, and this is one of those songs that stands out. It's in the credits of, uh, is it the first or second movie? I want to say it's the second, but I could be wrong about that. Iconic, iconic, somewhat. But yeah, the stunts just take off from here. We got Steve-O jumping in and puking all over the goddamn place. Um, and I mean everywhere. Like, he's walking back to the hotel, and I, I I think on average about every 20 feet he pukes. He's puking off the balcony. He's puking on his own feet. He's puking in the shower. <laughs> I, I think honestly, like, like it was, it was the progression of this one. I know that, I know that usually we have like a bigger stunt, like something with a bit more production value to it. But there was something about this one uh, you know, I haven't really been that convinced by Steve-O in a lot of the earlier sketches, but this one was the most Steve-O sketch yes. that I've seen. It had everything. It had him doing a dumb stunt, like uh, being on the unicycle, swimming in shit, which he fucking loves to do. Um, he loves his shit stunts, uh, making everyone laugh, laughing himself and then hurting himself again in spite of it, doing flips. Johnny in this one is, I, I think, like legitimately dumbfounded by steve-o and that's amazing and i think that gave steve-o so much confidence so to the point when he jumps back into the shit river to grab his unicycle comes out drops his unicycle and just starts walking back to his hotel room throwing up every 20 steps he looks like he's never been as fulfilled and confident in his entire life and it felt like this like climax to a hero story and i just fucking loved it i loved it so much mikey everything a, a man said, jumping in poo just for just for context <laughs> yeah, yeah. everything yeah. he said about that it's like when that montage rolled i i don't know if we would have thought the same after we know how iconic that song goes with jackass that's hard to put into to perspective or maybe this is why we love that song that goes with jackass but steve-o has always wanted the attention up until this point he's you know he's still been steve-o but we're looking at him as if he is the steve-o of now this was almost like the birth of the steve-o we know I, honestly i agree a hundred percent he he comes out and then he's kind of done with it flips back in 
does this stuff. He's laughing and throwing up and smiling. And just like you said, Mikey, he just looks proud. Like this is his moment. Yeah. He realized that something special happened. Then it was like a one take of him all the way through from the moment he was doing that all the way up to his room, into the shower. And it just, it felt like cathartic in a certain way. It just kind of really brought out that Steve that we know. And it, to me, it was like a fucking origin story of a fucking superhero movie, you know? And it just, I totally it, it was agree. awesome. I, I, I loved it. I don't know why, but it just felt really good. In, in my mind, Steve-O, it, like this is the Steve-O that I know. And it was weird to see Steve-O come in where, uh, in earlier episodes, he just always had this vibe of like, hey guys, isn't this, isn't it cool that I did this? Fuck yeah, I, I swallowed the goldfish. Isn't that so fucking cool? That's rad. Isn't that rad, everyone? You're so right, And in this Mikey. one, he's like, he's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, it, before he used to come on screen like fucking Gollum from Lord of the Rings, like, I got this thing, come on. <laughs> and he's like kind of shy and scared of it. And this, he's walking out of there like Aragorn. And that's, that's the Steve-O that I remember. Well to said. use my Lord of the Rings examples. Well yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm listening to what you guys are saying here. I'm, I'm listening to everything and I'm thinking, okay, so you're talking about the hero moment, the walk back in the sunset to the hotel and Steve-O with a smile on his face, a, a shit-eating grin, if you will. And uh, <laughs> I just can't help but wonder if this was all born out of spontaneity and Chris, you kind of alluded to that, like a one-take kind of moment where it's just he, you know, he did his thing and then it was in and out and it happened in a moment. I'm kind of wondering if that's why you guys are perceiving it as so special too, because I almost wonder if when Steve-O got up on the unicycle, part of him was like, oh yeah, I could do this, no problem. But you see he falls in after being on the unicycle for like three seconds. And then at that point, if he was just like, well, I'm already covered in shit, well, let's, you know, fucking jump in there a little bit and have some fun with it. And I think him just accepting that the worst of it is over, let's just make this a good sketch, yep. kind of played into the... The, that walk into the sunset, that moment of, yep, I committed fully to that and I feel good about that. You know, I totally I, agree. I think, I think, I think that is exactly it. And, and I think one of the key moments is when he comes out and he's clearly in agony and everyone's gagging on the sidelines and he blows two schnot rockets, like his nose full of shit water ugh. and he blows two <laughs> snot rockets and then just jumps back in. And everyone is like, well, you maniac. And that's like, in my mind, him hearing Johnny say, well, when you got to be dumb, you got to be tough is like, that is what gave him the validation that he needed. And that's, that's, that's what set the rest of his career and his mm -hmm. charisma on that path. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it was yeah. all spontaneity or not, I think almost doesn't even matter because he orchestrated it. This was all him. Um, and if he knew how to make it seem like he just happened to fall in, whether he did or didn't, it still worked with the tone of the sketch. I, I really, really liked it for some. Mm -hmm. it, I, 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 yeah. How dumb does this sound? How, how fucking dumb does this sound? In, in a vacuum. When I saw Steve-O fall in a river of shit and walk back to his place vomiting all the way, <laughs> I almost wanted to cry because of how sentimental I felt. <laughs> I couldn't say that any, like, that's exactly what it was for me. It was so weird. Yeah, yeah, it was so weird, man. I loved it. I loved it. Yep, you know, you've finally become comfortable with yourself as a human being once you can jump into a river of shit and come out <laughs> smiling. Or you just have a poo fetish. I don't know. That's I'm going to give this one a solid 7 out of 10. I'm not... I know you guys are going high. I can already feel that coming. I'm not saying this was bad. You guys actually helped me bump it up a few points. I'll be honest with you. I was probably going to sit around 5.5 or 6 before we talked about it. But I, I don't know. I guess I didn't initially see that 
sunset walk and the sense of satisfaction, but I'm seeing it now and I appreciate it. And uh, Steve-O, hats off to you because that was some disgusting looking water. Like when, you, when, we talk, when we say <laughs> shit water, it's not just like, you know, clear water with some, some logs in it or something, or it's maybe a little murky. This looked like uh, watered down motor, motor oil or something. Yeah. It was like black. Mud and gross, it man. was honestly more gross than when Ryan Dunn jumped in at the sewage plant because that would have been partially treated. This was just like yeah. fucking gross nature shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna Chris, go. With what about a, you? Uh, I'm gonna go with a nine and a half out of ten. It was the birth of Stevo, as far as I'm concerned. He had his like moment that truly made him become who he is. And if it wasn't for maybe if it wasn't for this, maybe he never would have grown into himself the same way as he did. So I have to give a lot of credit to that. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I think in watching, and I know we're supposed to keep the review short, but I have uh, something I want to say on this one. I think when I was watching Steve-O in the earlier parts of this show, he was always missing something in his sketches. And in this one, when he jumps into the shit water and reaches into his unicycle, it's like he finds the thing that was missing all along. This is the birth of Steve-O. Damn, I don't think heavy. this sketch is, misses, is missing anything. I don't know, because this is a Steve-O sketch, it doesn't need everyone from jackass and for it being what it is you know from the spontaneity to the vomiting to the laughter to the pain to the astonishment of the people who are there i'm giving this one a 10 like i don't know how you make a steve-o sketch better than this one it was so good uh for so many reasons and i also am giving it a little bit of that because this one will imbue every every further steve-o sketch with a bit more charisma because of what he takes away from it i like it uh, it's almost like peak jackass this one i love it cool taking us out with a bang I Mikey. I feel it. it's over nine thousand. jay says in the uh in the spreadsheet i love that oh it's almost over nine thousand. okay now it's over nine now 000, it's over nine thousand nine thousand and one motherfucker <laughs> uh yeah no a 10 out of 10 mikey is that's what you said right that is yeah Yep. The highest we can give, unless you're just being a dick for some reason. But you, we all know our score system. That is, yeah. I, you know, I, as much as I maybe don't agree with the ten, I, I feel the enthusiasm. And goddamn, that is a way to take this show out with a bang. Fireworks, baby! I love it. Let's uh, wrap this one up. That is another episode of Jackass, and we do get a credit roll. There isn't much here that I wanted to talk about, but I did see uh, one thing that made me kind of chuckle, and I'll, I'll put in a clip here. Uh, Eddie busting rhymes like a real OG at the auto shop. <laughs> uh, you'd like the man from Boston who went around town in his Austin. He had room for a gallon of gas and his big fat ass and his balls hung out and he lost them. Now you see, you you know about the man from Boston now, don't you? Gotta like that. Oh, and Chris Pontius taking the bull whip. That was, was kind of hot. Rough. That one looked really so, rough. Yeah. There you go. Uh, that's another episode of Jackass, guys. We made it and I can't believe that this one kind of snuck up on me because when I was watching it, I didn't think... I was enjoying it as much as I did, but then it seems like the more we talked about it, the more it grew on me. I am looking back at the spreadsheet and I gave mostly sevens today. I see quite a few high scores for you two as well. And yeah, actually it, it surprised this one. Yeah. What did you, you guys burn. think? Sl- slow burn on this one for sure. 
Slow burn, baby. Um, I, I, we, we should say, though, we did have the question leading off the end of last episode. The question was, if you wanted to make your uh, stunt, you needed an item, an animal, and a location. Uh, we had uh, horse eggs, at horse underscore eggs on Twitter, tweet at us. Uh, a pool of eye boogers, a horse, and a trampoline. God damn the things that you could do with that. I don't know. I have a question to follow up. <laughs> uh, oh, well, there's a few and, other responses there, Mikey. Oh, we did. We did yeah, get some more. Instagram. I didn't know that. Okay, let's, let's we hear We had a guy them. named AIDS Dude. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. It's aid.dood. Sorry, maybe I misread okay. that wrong. Hopefully he doesn't have AIDS. But if he does, hey, is it's he the good. guy that is he is he the guy that fucked that monkey? <laughs> maybe. But you know what? It's a very livable condition these days. You know, you could be untraceable. Yeah. So uh, he said dude. blood lion and steak strapped. Didn't finish anything else Ooh. off. But I'm going to fill in the blanks what? and say steak strapped to somebody. And then we also had our good buddy over there, not Joey Greco oh, again, saying nothing can beat Chris Pontius and horses from Jackass number two, which I <laughs> definitely thought yeah. that was a great sketch as well. So you got the next question. I, there, I Mikey. totally agree. Yeah, I get I get one. Uh, I, I want to pose this one. The same one we asked, guys, you're going down the ramp. What item are you taking with you? Let's let's hear your responses over at Jackass Pod on Twitter and Instagram or uh, Jackass at Gmail dot com. Send us some Gmail uh, emails. Sounds good. Yeah. Make sure to check out our stuff, like Mikey said. And uh, yeah, boys, I can't believe it. But episode eight is right around the corner. So this is the final episode of the season already. Like it's Wow, flew right by. So we're going to be coming out with that. And then I just got to make a quick correction here that I think on the show, somebody pointed out, and we might have mentioned this already, but um, we were getting all revved up for the uh, big Jackass Forever release in a oh, week. right. <laughs> Not coming out in a week from now. So we apologize if anybody else uh, got as hyped as we were. It's, I, I guess it's set for the, for October. Is that right? End of October? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where we got our info from. Uh but hey, we're going to have to wait a little longer than we anticipated. So the plan initially was to get the Jackass Forever review out for you at the end of the season. But uh, instead, we'll just move forward as we normally do. We've got some surprises coming up, too, for the end of season two. Some Take a bit of a detour for a bit before we jump back in. So stick around with us. Lots of good stuff to come. But until next week with season two, episode eight, that's it for us. Bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this has been jackassed. Someone asked me, hey, how are you? And I say, good, I'm trying to write good techno music. And then he say, oh, that's, that's probably very easy, like you're shooting fish in a barrel. What? Why am I shooting some fish in a barrel? Where do I get a barrel? It barrels are from 18-something, or maybe if I was living in whiskey distillery place. I already have the fish. I do not need to shoot them. They are already here in my bag, my big bag of plastic. I don't need to that make a pouring of the fish into a barrel and then shoot those. Oh, I have some cake, but I don't, I do not just eat it. No, no, I have the cake. Then I put the cake in a barrel and I shoot it. Those are two steps addition that you do not need. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it. 
was a Press X for Sound audio production.